98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury says the government is prioritising attracting talents over building up Hong Kong's fiscal reserves. The convener of the Executive Council agrees the words political neutrality should be dropped from the Civil Servants Code of Conduct. And the United Nations Secretary General says countries must make tackling climate change an absolute priority. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hoy, says firms from the financial sector are returning to the SAR under the zero plus three COVID policy. And he's confident that more corporations will come to Hong Kong when more schemes to attract talents are rolled out. One of these policies is to grant eligible buyers of residential homes a refund of stamp duties after they've lived in the SAR for seven years and become a permanent resident. Speaking on an RTHK programme, the Minister said authorities have considered the impact on the property market when introducing such a policy. Asked whether it will affect Hong Kong's fiscal reserves, Mr Hoy said the government has a different goal. Our objective is not really to get more money for the covers, but more importantly to get more talent. Yet at the same time, the actual impact, I think, is rather difficult to estimate for the time being. Because after all, it has to take into account many conditions and many factors, including how many people are going to use this arrangement, and also the value of the properties they're going to buy, and also when they're going to have the stamp duty refunded. Meanwhile, Financial Secretary Paul Chan has tested positive for COVID-19. He's visiting Riyadh in Saudi Arabia and tested positive with a rapid antigen test. Mr Chan was scheduled to complete his visit and depart for Hong Kong today. He has now cancelled the remaining parts of the visit and will stay in Riyadh for a short while. In a statement, the government said the minister will seek to comply with the relevant health requirements and return to Hong Kong as soon as possible. Executive Council convener Regina Yip agrees the words political neutrality should be dropped from the Code of Conduct for civil servants to eliminate what she called misunderstandings. Civil Service Chief Ingrid Young briefed lawmakers on Tuesday about her plans to drop the term so staff couldn't use it as an excuse to avoid tasks. Mrs Yip told RTHK that when she was Security Minister, she was accused of not being politically neutral when she voiced support for former leader Tong Chi Wah. Mrs Yip says loyalty to the government takes precedence over political neutrality. It has caused a lot of misunderstanding. Um, in my time, this term has been used by the opposition uh, to ask civil servants not to support the chief executive. So it, it happened in my time. So I think it is better to remove this term to uh, eliminate any misunderstanding. A man has filed for a judicial review to challenge the government's changing of the law to empower it to invalidate vaccine exemptions. Kwok Chuk Keen says he thinks there should be a mechanism to appeal such a decision, which he claimed was against the constitution and would disrupt the rule of law. The government announced the legal amendment earlier this week after Mr Kwok won his judicial review against the health secretary's decision to annul COVID vaccine exemptions issued by seven doctors who've been accused of handing out the documents without doing a proper medical consultation. The government has been urged to relax infection control measures for tour groups so they can visit restaurants, theme parks, museums and other places once they arrive. The call was made by tourism sector lawmaker Perry Yu, who said the Amber Health Code, which bans inbound travellers from a number of regulated venues for three days upon their arrival, is hindering the recovery of the sector. He said incoming tour groups should be allowed to have meals at specific places so they don't mix with the restaurant's other customers 
and be exempted from the Amber Code so they can visit theme parks or museums as long as there's a tour guide with them. The Monetary Authority's Chief Executive, Eddie Yu, says it's crucial that Hong Kong has a clear roadmap towards normality in order to strengthen overseas confidence in the SAR. He told local media that it's helpful the territory did not go back to stricter anti-epidemic measures, even though it saw a rebound in infections. Mr Yu said he's learned that many financial workers have returned to the city after the quarantine policy for arrivals was cancelled. He said he hopes to convey a message that Hong Kong is back through the upcoming Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. The Secretary for Culture says awards may not have been given at a government literature competition because the three works being considered didn't comply with the law. Kevin Young was speaking after no prize was awarded in the poetry section of the Leisure and Cultural Services Department's Biennial Chinese Literature Awards. He said as the organiser, the LCSD has to ensure that its events and what it promotes are legal, reach certain academic levels and match the moral standards of society. He was asked why three books of poetry have been taken off the shelves of public libraries. Mainly, it's because after the LCSD's consideration, the books may not comply with the law or they may not meet the standards of the LCSD for putting books on shelves. But for individual cases, we don't discuss. Frankly, if it involves issues to do with national security, naturally, law enforcement agencies would act according to the law. The United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres has told the BBC that countries must make tackling climate change their main priority to avoid disastrous global warming. Speaking ahead of a key climate conference in Egypt next month, Mr Guterres said issues like global inflation and Russia's attack on Ukraine had distracted governments from the challenge. He urged leaders not to abandon key targets on greenhouse gas emissions. If we are not able to reverse the present trend that is leading to a catastrophe in the world, we will be doomed. And so this must be, for all of us, an absolute priority. Protests continued into the night in Iran after widespread demonstrations marking 40 days since the death in custody of Maza Amini. There were protests in at least 30 cities. Security forces used live ammunition and tear gas against the crowds in some areas, including Ms. Amini's home city of Sakhez. Thousands are gathered at her grave, many chanting death to the dictator. There are reports of protesters being injured in clashes with police and numerous arrests, but the Iranian authorities have cut internet access, so details are scarce. A spokesperson for the United Nations Secretary-General, Stefan Dujaric, said fundamental human rights should be respected. As a matter of principle, people should be allowed to protest, protest peacefully. It's important that security forces conduct themselves in a manner that protects people's rights to, to peaceful assembly and to peaceful protests. A high-profile Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate, who's standing on a strongly anti-abortion platform, faces claims from a second woman that he paid for her to have a termination. The former American football star Herschel Walker is hoping to unseat the Democratic incumbent in Georgia in the midterm elections next month. He's already denied claims from one woman that he paid for her to have an abortion and has called the latest allegations lies. The second woman spoke anonymously to reporters over Zoom. Herschel Walker is a hypocrite and he is not fit to be a U.S. senator. We don't need people in the U.S. Senate who profess one thing and do another. Herschel Walker 
says he is against women having abortions, but he pressured me to have one. A jury in the U.S. state of Wisconsin has found a man guilty of murdering six people by driving into a Christmas parade last year. Daryl Brooks was found guilty of deliberately crashing his vehicle into a crowd. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue reports. This was a quite extraordinary trial. First and foremost was the horror of the crime itself. Six people ranging from 8 to 81 years old mowed down during a Christmas parade by a man whose only apparent motive was an argument he'd just had with a girlfriend. Dozens of others were also injured. Secondly, the spectacle of the trial proceedings themselves. A defendant, Daryl Brooks, who chose to defend himself and spent much of the three weeks yelling at and arguing with the judge, objecting to everything and at times being banished to a separate room. The parent company of Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp has reported a fall in revenue for the second consecutive quarter. Meta's profits for the past three months were halved compared with the same period last year to 4.4 billion US dollars. The BBC's James Clayton has more details. The Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg has seen his personal fortune collapse this year. Almost all of his wealth is in Meta shares. He's become a lot poorer after Meta's latest set of earnings. Its share price has tanked again. Meta is now worth about a third of what it was in January. Advertisers are less willing to spend, reflecting an anxiousness about the global economy. Apple, too, has made it harder for Meta to sell people's data to advertising clients. And with a Zuckerberg obsession with the metaverse, which is nowhere near being ready, investors are staying away. On Tuesday, Google's parent company Alphabet posted quarterly figures that disappointed Wall Street. The South Korean technology giant Samsung Electronics has reported a big drop in third quarter profits. They fell 31% compared with the same period last year to 7 trillion US dollars. The world's biggest memory chip and smartphone manufacturer says consumer demand is weak and likely to remain so in the coming months. Researchers studying an unusual Madagascan lemur, the nocturnal eye-eye, have witnessed the nocturnal creature picking its nose and eating the mucus. Similar behaviour has been seen in other primates, including humans, prompting scientists to suspect the unpalatable activity could have health benefits. It's thought nasal mucus may contain proteins beneficial to an animal's immune system. To sports, and we start with football, where it was a night to forget for Spanish teams in the European Champions League, as Barcelona and Atletico Madrid both failed to progress from the group stage. The BBC's Maz Faruqi has details. Atletico Madrid's task was very clear heading into their fixture at home to Bayer Leverkusen. They had to beat Xabi Alonso's side to try and match FC Porto's result. The Portuguese team had earlier won 4-0 at already qualified Club Bruges, but Diego Simeone's side could only draw 2-2. Yannick Carrasco seeing his penalty to win it in fact saved in the 98th minute, meaning they are out before the knockout stages. Porto are through to the last 16 instead, and like Barcelona, the best Atleti can hope for in Europe this season will come in the Europa League. Earlier it was confirmed that Barcelona had failed to make it out of their group for the second successive season before they'd even kicked a ball in their fifth game in Europe. That's after Inter thrashed Victoria Pilsen 4-0 to ensure they progress from Group C alongside Bayern Munich instead. The German champions then capped off a miserable night for Barca, beating them 3-0. There were mixed fortunes for English teams as Liverpool cruised into the last 16 while Spurs were left with work to do. Liverpool beat Ajax 3-0 in Amsterdam with goals from Mo Salah, Darwin Nunez 
and Harvey Elliott. They host the group leaders Napoli in the final fixture next week. Napoli beat Rangers 3-0 to make it five wins from five. There was drama at Tottenham as the hosts thought they had qualified with a late goal from Harry Kane, but that was ruled out by the VAR. Spurs had to settle for a one-all draw with Sporting, while Eintracht Frankfurt beat Marseille 2-1. Spurs will need at least a draw in Marseille next week to secure a place in the knockout stage. Cristiano Ronaldo will be back in Manchester United's Europa League squad tonight when they face Sheriff Tiraspol. Manager Eric Ten Hag dropped him at the weekend for refusing to come on as a sub in their match against Spurs. Ronaldo returned to training on Tuesday. Yes, Cristiano will be in the squad tomorrow. He was um, out for one game and now he's back in the squad as usual. Everything we covered last week, everything we explained, we have to focus on the game tomorrow. We have an important game because we want to be number one in the group. It's done, he's back. West Ham could book their place in the last 16 of the Europa Conference League with a point against Silkeborg tonight. The Hammers have won all four games so far. A draw is all they need to seal first place in the group and avoid having to play a knockout round playoff tie. Manager David Moyes says the competition represents a realistic shot at silverware. I see this as, a, as an opportunity for us to go really far in another competition. We, we got to semi-final last year. I know my aim is to hopefully go further than that and, and do better. But, you know, even to win the FA Cup or the League Cup in this country is really difficult. You look at the quality of Manchester City and Liverpool and the domination those teams have had. And, but I think this competition, you know, we've got to try and do everything we can to win. And Australia's national football team has issued a video criticising Qatar's human rights record less than a month before the Emirate hosts the World Cup. Members of the team say countless migrant workers have suffered. They also call for the decriminalisation of same-sex relationships in Qatar. To the weather forecast, it'll be fine and dry again this afternoon with moderate easterly winds which will be fresh offshore. The outlook persistently fine and dry in the latter part of this week and again early next week. It'll be windy next Monday and Tuesday. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 27 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity now at 54%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury says the government is prioritising attracting talents over building up Hong Kong's fiscal reserves. The convener of the Executive Council agrees the words political neutrality should be dropped from the Civil Servants Code of Conduct and the United Nations Secretary-General says countries must make tackling climate change an absolute priority. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Bananarama on Radio 3 with Fun Boy 3. Into Thursday afternoon. We're off to Singapore in just a little while to catch up with our mate Chef Neil Tomes live from his kitchen for a real-time creation from beginning to end. And we'll be on Facebook Live as well if you'd like to see him do it. And of course, ask him any questions. When you're numb to the touch You cannot chase this ghost away And this too shall pass, this too shall pass It won't always be the same And every single scar that you claim Is a stone in the path to this place And every single choice that you made Led you this way, so lay your head on me. 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 Don't be afraid. It's okay, I've been there in 